Welcome to Amadon Planet. I'm your host, Joel Amadon. Thank you for joining me on this never-ending quest to learn how to teach better. Today on episode 84 of the podcast, we're putting a bow on 2022 and looking forward to 2023. And like some of you are thinking, that we, we're like a dozen days, we're 12 days into 2023. It's, it's too late to keep saying Happy New Year, folks. What are we doing doing a wrap-up episode on 2022? 2022 was so two weeks ago. Well, here's here's my mindset is I kind of want to do a wrap up to something after it is done, right? So thinking about either a class or a unit or a lesson, you know, to do a, hey, what did we learn? And we're in the midst of the unit is, is not good. Uh, even like if we got time left, I was always big when I was teaching high school math. Um, or even to my current college classes, to the chagrin of some of my students, is that I use every minute. Okay, so we're not going to sit around. We're not going to stand. Oh, not going to stand by the door. Ooh, in high school, like kids wanted to get up and stand by the door. No, no, no. We're going to use every minute. Okay, use every minute of the class. We don't have that many minutes to use. Let's use every minute. And so, same thing for the 2022. Let's use every minute. I I don't like it in Spotify when Spotify sends me my wrapped for the year that it happens at like the beginning of December. Like, hey, here's what you did in 2022 for your listening habits. Here's what's top artists and how many times you listen to this. I'm like, no, hey, 2022 is not over yet. What are you doing? I could I could really influence. I, man, finals are happening at the beginning of December. I could do some major listening throughout the rest of this December and change all of these metrics. <coughs> So anyway, or, you know, another way to think about this is that um, kind of took a break and finally getting to putting out this raft episode. But I'm, I'm putting in the other side that, hey, I wanted to wait for the, the year to be over, take a, take a moment, take a breath and reflect and think about, well, well what happened in 2022? And so that's where we're going to look at that. And then maybe that's going to lead to kind of some plans and some intentions for 2023. And that's what this episode is about. So if you were someone who listened to every single episode of 2022, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And maybe this episode might be redundant, but I don't think so. Actually, we're going to, we're going to kind of cover some, some patterns, some things that we might notice, and maybe you have some things. And if you do, if you've noticed some things or some patterns in what we're seeing, uh, you can send them to joel at amazonplan.com. We always love to get some feedback that way. Anyway, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some a little bit of statistics, not that many statistics, but a little bit of statistics. We had 18 episodes in 2022. There were 18 guests. There wasn't one guest per episode. There's some that were uh, double up. And so we had some solo, a solo episode as well. Uh, in those 18 guests, we had a rock critic, that was fun, an assistant principal, three education consultants, two pastors, a musician, a camp director, and eight professors. So a lot of people in higher ed. Again, that's my that's my profession, so we get a lot of people that way. Uh, we talked about uh, a book, a couple books, some podcasts or podcast episodes. We talked about a couple articles about camp about crime novels or summer reads uh we talked about uh careers mental health first aid high quality instructional materials or hqims we talked about puzzles we talked about powerpoints talked about learning and teaching a bunch and so like all those different topics and things and all uh, aimed at learning how to teach better and so one thing that i did at the beginning of 2022 was to create a trailer for the podcast. That was the welcome to Amazon planet is, I guess it's an episode is like two minutes 
Spotify has a trailer thing that you can like identify, hey, here's the trailer for the podcast. And before then, it was using something that I had recorded way at the beginning of the almost four years ago. Um, yeah, the podcast been around for four years. Can you do that? I couldn't believe that. So anyway, at, when I first started, I was cheap, again, uh, thinking about um, trying to be efficient with funds. Um, I, my current, my, my first podcast, like, um, I guess service. So you got to put your files up into some sort of distributor that can then get them to all the different services. So like Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, all that sort of stuff. So anyway, the first service I had, there was, I had like 50 megabytes a month that I could use, uh, to upload audio. So I was limited to the the size of my files. And so, you know, I'd record an episode and had to keep it around a certain length, I think around 45 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. And then if I had extra, I was like, hey, I'm going to use the extra for, <laughs> I'm paying for it. I'm going to use it. So, um, so I would create like a, so every episode had like a, a like a warm up, and then like a, and then a wrap up, like a warm up and a wrap up to each episode. So there was once a month warm up episode and wrap up and try to keep it within those 50 megabytes. And so um, Spotify saw one of those warm-ups as like my trailer because I didn't identify a trailer and that was the shortest one. It was like the beginning of all this stuff and used that as like my trailer. So I needed to replace that. So I did the Welcome to Amazon Planet at the beginning of 2022 and really all that was was basically kind of re recalibrating, hey, what, what what's the purpose of this? And I was actually asked this question yesterday, like well, why do you do, why do you do the podcast? And I do it for a couple of reasons. One is when I would, yeah, I'm, I'm a big podcast listener uh, first. And as my Spotify rep would say, I'd listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I would hear a lot of talk about books. And usually these books were about business books or some other books. But, you know, there's a, a lot of application towards business that I would say like, well, yeah, I see that for business. But what is the application towards education? And I would think about that. I'm like, ooh, I hear I'm learning this stuff from this book. Here are the perceived applications I'm having towards education. And I want to talk to people about it. And besides my wife and my classrooms or my kids, um, who am I going to get to talk to about this? And so, and, and, you know, there are other outlets. You know, I have friends <laughs> that I could talk to as well. But, you know, I just like, I, I guess I'm kind of designed to be a teacher and I want to teach. And I only have so much time within a classroom and I have certain things I need to teach. So I kind of needed a like a third space in order to share things. And so that's what started it. So like wanting to have that space. And so like thinking about some of the early episodes of the podcast, like I talked about um, some stuff from Jocko Willink. Uh, we talked about the field experience, the field manual. Uh, but then when was a big one, Daniel Pink's book, when, when it was talking about timing and the importance of timing and think about like how you work or, or how timing worked with synchronizing teams together and stuff like that. Like, I saw so many applications towards education in that. And so wanting to share those learnings and the podcast became a place to do that. Four years later, <laughs> here we are in uh, 2022 and we're still trying to figure out, okay, so what are we, what are we doing? And so like, again, that first episode of the year was a trailer saying, Hey, this podcast is about, 
all these sorts of things and like sort of things like outside of the normal education books because there's a lot of education books and like I like reading education books like sharing education books I've done it many times on the podcast so far and we get kind of education-y um like talk about like my conversation with uh christy livingston where we talked about high quality instructional materials i was very like focused in on education we got some in the future too but kind of i like taking these things that are not normally being identified as education related and extracting lessons for learning how to teach better for example my my conversation with rob harvilla um that happened in may that was one i really liked because you know (laughs) he said like I, one of the first questions he had for me when we started the episode was like, do you have a lot of people that are like rock critics on to talk about learning how to teach better? And like, you know, talk, you know, there was a lot, there is a lot of times when we talk to talk about things that are not necessarily education related and thinking about how to learn how to teach better. But it was, that was a great, that was a great question by him. And th- those are the things I like doing. Like the, um, the, podcast episodes that we've talked about the broken record podcast had two of those and one of them i had was a solo one one of them (laughs) that i recorded in kenya by the way and then one of them was with matt mifflin just this past year and i like thinking about you know the creative process and other things and again those lessons that can be brought into think about teaching and learning so anyway that started off the year in in really thinking about kicking off the year with that trailer what is the purpose of amid on planet why am i doing it um what is the importance of it? And why do I want to keep doing it? Also, I think it keeps me accountable to keep learning and reading. And like, you know, some of you might be saying, well, do you need a podcast to do that? No, don't. Um, but it is like, you know, I am was thinking like, hey, I got to get another episode out. And I want to say, like, what am I reading? What am I like taking in? And so even thinking like I've got books that I have read and I want to share some of these lessons that I've learned from. Then also, too, I get reflected. Like sometimes I read a book and I'm like, you know what? I don't have a lot of lessons from that. And and so maybe that really is getting me to gauge like um, quality or also maybe too, maybe I'm not being as creative and thinking about how to apply certain things. But I don't know, kind of doing some self-reflection as we're talking here. So, um, so, so I wanted to talk about some of the more popular episodes via downloads. But then also, too, I, just, I think there's a lot of things here that I just want to make sure to highlight because people either shared or created something that then found some value in it that I wanted to share as well. And so like even thinking like uh, the first real episode of the year was my conversation with Jeremiah Sims, Love as Praxis, which is awesome because like, Jeremiah Sims and, and some of his authors and editors that are that that led to like a basically a collaboration um, that I am doing with Jeremiah. So we talked. <laughs> we had this uh, initial conversation um, in uh, February, and it eventually came to be. And, and I had been introduced to Jeremiah electronically through uh, Patty Sullivan O'Sullivan here at the university, and you know basically we kind of had some she saw like, Hey, you guys have some, some meetings of the mind, some like, uh, some common ideas about education. And then Jeremiah came on and he was like, awesome. (laughs) Like I could barely hang on. There was so much happening in that episode, like that I needed to actually have him come back. And so actually a couple months later he comes back and and he talks about one of the things that he had talked about was, uh, so he talked about love as praxis on the first episode. And then later on he talked about, uh, these ideal fellows, 
which got in my head, like as he kind of mentioned it in that first episode. And then later on, he talked about these ideal fellows, which takes his, this impact framework, which he has, um, which we talked about in the episode, episode uh, 66. And we thought about what, how do you take a framework to examine the, the places and the spaces that you work with people and think about what are the issues of equity, diversity and inclusion that you, maybe you're missing, right? And get a team together and examine that and interrogate what you're doing and how do you get better at it? Um, and then thinking about ideal fellows was like, these are people that are action that are put into, that are engaged in that process. And how do you, uh, equip them and, 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 encourage them and put them out into the world, into the spaces that they're already in, in order to help, again, make a difference, right, with regards to those, those issues. And so, and also, just a preview coming up, uh, he wrote a book uh, with some co-authors and co-editor, and we're going to be talking about that early on in 2023 as well. So excited about that. And, and again, thankful for Patty introduced me to Jeremiah that then, then led to these opportunities. Again, that's another reason to have the podcast is like people are like, Hey, I know what Joel's into. And like, I see, seen some commonalities with this other person. I think he would be a great, have a, a, a great conversation, a great, uh, collaboration, but then also could be something to then share through the podcast with other folks. So also too, then we, you know, another episode that, I was excited to share was uh, my uh, conversation with my friend uh, Jeff Wonko uh, talking about teaching with puzzles. Like, again, seeing someone that's passionate about something. And so Jeff is very passionate about these puzzles that are not, um, that basically don't have any words, <laughs> nonverbal puzzles, basically, like Sudoku. But that's like the, you know, the one that we're familiar with, but they're all sorts of different sorts of puzzles. And he loves putting them together. He loves to share them and loves to teach with them. And so thinking, I, I, I never, thought about that before. Well, actually, take that back. I would use sort of Sudoku-like puzzles in my classrooms for, like, to fill space when we were doing, like, openers. We would do an opener in my math classroom, and then, hey, if you're done with the opener on the back, we've got a puzzle for you to, to complete. And then some kids... I would get kids to think logically and like they think almost like, oh man, we're getting a chance to do puzzles when they're actually, they're doing a lot of math when they're doing those puzzles. And Jeff, uh, and that's just a minor way to, to do that. Um, but Jeff has some very sophisticated ways of thinking about teaching with puzzles. And so that's episode 67. Uh, we t- already talked about lesson, uh, our episode 68, where I talked with Matt Mifflin, who is our, the musical director of the podcast. He, he wrote the music that we listened to before and at, at the beginning and the end of every episode. Um, and we just, <laughs> just had a, an, uh, you know, kind of was walking the dog, was listening to the Broken Record podcast with Robert Plant and Rick Rubin have a conversation. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's some lessons here. And and <laughs> Matt's my resident musician. And I was like, I, I just, I want to talk to him about th- some of these things and see what he thinks about it uh, with regards to lessons that, from teaching that I extract from that episode. So that was a, that was a fun episode. Um, and then I had a chance to talk with a legend, uh, Johnny Lott. That was episode 69 about um, Johnny Lott was a former NCTM president, the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, and he shared just his story in math education. And just like, you know, again, one of the dirty secrets of the podcast is another reason to do the podcast. I get to have these conversations where I get to like dive into that. Again, some of you are saying, do you need to have a podcast for that? No, I could have these conversations, but it, one of the values is being able to then share it with others. 
because some of you don't know who Johnny Lott is and some of you are math educators that don't know who Johnny Lott is. And this is an opportunity to hear about what he is and what he did and, and who he is and what he did and all the things that he did with, with regards to math uh, and curriculum and, and then his willingness to, he then came and shared some of that information with me. He sh- shared not, not only that with me, he shared a bunch of journals and books with me as well. So I'm very uh, appreciative of Johnny Lott. And again, I, happy for that opportunity to share. And then we had an uh, episode with my friend Joey Bates, a uh, pastor from uh, my church. And we talked about some, he gave me an opportunity to teach to a group that he's in charge of. Uh, at, it's called The Collective at The Orchard, where they people are walking through uh, the Bible together. And I had an opportunity to teach in that uh, kind of guest teach. And I had some lessons about that. And and some of the lessons that I learned and wanted to give an opportunity to share. So I'm glad that Joey came on to share uh, uh, on the podcast when we talked about the when Jesus fed the 5,000, how it wasn't just Jesus taking over and being that uh, sage on the stage and saying, hey, I'm feeding you all versus like, no, no, no. He empowered others to do that, right? He let uh, others contribute. He didn't need help, but he allowed others. And I just, I, there was a, it was a really powerful message that maybe sometimes gets overlooked in uh, folks that, uh, that read the Bible. And so um, glad that Joey was willing to come on and, and we kind of called that the Easter edition. Uh, then <laughs> we get into episode 71, which is probably one of my favorite uh, conversations. Also, it was probably the longest uh, the longest wait to have a conversation. So Rob Harvilla and 60 songs that explain the nineties, um, 60 songs that explain the nineties is one of the podcasts that popped up on my uh, 2022 wrapped, um, where, uh, from Spotify, which said like, Hey, you listen to this podcast an awful lot. And like, yes, I did. And I wanted to have Rob Harvilla to come on to talk about how, how he is teaching us about the nineties, but then also too. If you listen to episode zero or episode one all the way through, I think we got up to episode 60 by the time we talked. And then he was, he was going into, <laughs> they're actually doing 90 songs, um, but he still calls it 60 songs that explain the 90s. He, we talked about that to be in the episode. Anyway, if you looked at episode one to episode 60, you saw an evolution in how he structured those episodes, how he was teaching, I would say about the nineties, like uh, how he structured that. And, and you saw there's more story being added into it, more personalization of each of those episodes and how they connected to him and his experiences and not just a kind of, um, I, I want to say sanitized, but just like a not uh, stripped of context sort of, but like, you know, he's a, just like me, I think we're almost the same exact age. Like we both have, like sort of a, a connection to that time period. And so why take away those experiences, those you know memorable experiences, obviously, that is connected to each of those songs that he talks about in his, uh, in his podcast, which is kind of cool because his career ended up being talking about those songs. And you think about as a teenager or as a you know, young adult, you're th- you are experiencing these songs and you're then going to use those in your career later. Like thinking about my own experiences in a math classroom and thinking about how I've used those in my career or my own experiences as a early teacher and how they can now use those in my career. And so, I don't know, kind of seeing that in how he's helping us understand some of the, and again, it's a, it's an entertainment podcast, but there's some important 
themes and issues that he does talk about within the 90s that and, and especially with some of these conversations with the experts that he has to come talk about like there's things that I learned about the 90s like uh, from all sorts of different aspects uh, that was kind of uncovered in that podcast anyway was excited to have him had to wait a long time to get him on the podcast so uh, I'm glad he was willing to come on and humor me uh, and and talk about how he's teaching uh, through the podcast, even though he maybe doesn't think of himself as a teacher, but that's okay. Uh, then we had a chance to talk to, and again, this was a, a, recommendate, a recommended person. Sarah Soonling Blackburn uh, was recommended by Christy Livingston, uh, expert uh, LinkedIn educator that uh, was willing to come in and talk about the model minority myth. And again, a lot of um, learnings that I had not thought about before, but able to then... Uh, kind of shine a light on this thing about what is the model minority myth and and how does it impact what we do in the classroom and thinking about that. uh, And also then because of that connection, uh, now on LinkedIn, I'm learning so much. Uh, Sarah puts out some great great content within LinkedIn. So if you're not connected to her, uh, I would get connected. Uh, Go search her up, Sarah Soonling Blackburn. I think there's some links in the... Uh, episode notes for her and like there's she puts out great content in LinkedIn about thinking about what is the model minority myth and how do we how do we um, counteract it within the spaces that we work then we go to episode 73 again that was a follow-up the ideal fellows uh, as love in action with Jeremiah Sims that was again we talked about that episode already Um, then I had a chance to again this was one when I when I was thinking about episodes that I wanted to have I have kind of this idealist list. And one of them was to have one of my former f- professors, David Williamson Schaefer, come on and talk about how to make PowerPoints that don't suck. That was a, a course that I had <laughs> with him when I was a doctoral student, and, and that wasn't what the actual name of the course, but that was kind of the unofficial title of the course. And we had a chance to talk about the learnings that we had. And, and if you're in any way associated with creating images that are supposed to communicate something, that are supposed to teach something, or supposed to um, keep a handle onto a concept... Like that's a awesome episode. I've given that talk so many times of talking uh, of like the lessons that I learned from that course and then sharing it with others. And it's been over and over again, things that people have taken away from some things like they might not remember anything else that I've taught, but they re- might remember that because again, because of the powerful things that he taught within that course. And so I kind of taken the condensed version and shared it uh, with him uh, on episode 74. Uh, then we had a, a, another episode uh my friend Rosemary Oliphant Ingham, a fellow professor here at the University of Mississippi in the Department of Teacher Education, we talked about summer reading, which we both have a passion for these kind of crime novels, uh, a lot of times in rural spaces. And so we kind of trade them back and forth. So like the ones on uh, Longmire, which is um, uh, Craig Johnson uh, writes those novels. We have uh, uh, C.J. Box writes about um, Joe Pickett. And so, and a couple others, there's some others that we, that we like, uh, reading and we just talk about those. And again, how the, what are the, some lessons we can extract from reading these very popular sorts of novels? And like, there's other Lee Child, Jack Reacher, like those novels are pretty popular and there's lots of different kinds that are not like that. But anyway, these sort of problem, um, I want to say rhythmic, not rhythmic, but formulaic, there we go, formulaic novels that are very popular that people like reading. And so we kind of talked about what what lessons can we learn 
uh, about why do we enjoy these things so much and then and then what can we apply towards our teaching? Uh, that was just a fun conversation. And also, too, she's an expert in reading and, and some of the things she talked about within there about reading and some of you like are, you know, have young kids and you're stressed about like, Oh, are they reading? What are they reading? What do I need to do? Should they be reading this? Should they be reading that one? She would just say, just let, get them to read whatever they want to read. Let them read it. Right. And, and so she has some great messages, but that's the one that I really love is just, Hey, if they're reading, whatever they're reading, if they're reading the sports page, if they're reading a magazine, if they're reading blogs on how best to defeat uh, some character in a video game hey they're reading okay and eventually they get to this point of saturation then they'll read something else okay and so letting them read i I just love that episode i'm glad that rosemary got a chance to come on probably try to get an excuse for her to come on again uh then we talked about an article come out on math celebrations which is my kind of form of thinking about assessment. And so article came out that I wrote with a bunch of other folks, but did a solo pod just talking about that episode. So that's there. Uh, then I had an episode 77 where uh, Dr. Ann Monroe came on, the lessons from the road to better teaching. We have another podcast called the road to better teaching rebranded from the teacher's journey, but now we call it the road to better teaching. Anyway, we talked about our first season of that podcast and some of the lessons we learned from it. And that podcast is really about telling stories of teacher development because teachers are awesome and you know teachers are great problem solvers but thinking about how do teachers get from inexperienced to more experienced right i had a great um book that i read called the dream keepers it was actually on an episode of uh, earlier season or earlier year of uh this podcast anyway the dream keepers by glory lesson billings and there was two stories one about this uh, student teacher, Alex Walsh, and then this other teacher, uh, Ms. Devereaux, I believe. And Ms. Devereaux was like this teacher that like exemplified the tenets of culture-relevant pedagogy, what Gloria Letzmillian talks about within that book. Um, the, and that's a real teacher that had real practices that she came together and, and then coined it as culture-relevant pedagogy. And then you had Alex Walsh, who was not doing that. He was the opposite. And I remember I always felt like Alex Walsh. Right? I always felt like this inexperienced teacher that's doing it wrong, basically. But I wondered, what was the path to go from Alex Walsh to, Dever- to Mrs. Devereaux? And I think the road to better teaching gets at that, where people, even like there's some of them are, are stu- current students in our program, or some of them, are, we have experienced educators that come on, and they talk about the lessons that they've learned. What are these mile markers on their development to better teaching, right? And so the road to better teaching. Great, great title. And so having them talk about that, I think it demystifies that. It makes it seem, it, it, it's a little bit of transparency, like, hey, that, that teacher that came from somewhere, right? And they've developed in a certain way. And so, and, and what are the experiences that they've had? And then also knowing that, hey, I'm going to have those experiences as well. So I, Ann and I had a chance to talk about that, extract some lessons, share them with y'all. Okay. Um, then I had Eric George come on, again, my pastor from, uh, this is another episode that I wanted to have for a long time. So Eric George came on and we talked about these parenting through powerful moments and uh, kind of using the book Play the Man by Mark Batterson as a guide for the conversation where we talked about what are the, what are the intentional things we do to teach our young our, or our kids to be adults, right? How do we do that intentionally? 
right? Not just by happenstance, not just by, by accident. How do we lay intentional experiences in the play in in the way for our kids to become adults, good adults, right? And so thinking about how do we do that in that conversation is episode 78. Um, then episode 79, that was interesting. Uh, Jen Wolf, who has uh, uh, been on the podcast before, I basically grabbed her, well, virtually, like she's in Arizona, and said, hey, I have this article that I wrote a while ago that I want to talk about, and would you be just be a sounding board for me to talk about it? And so it was a, basically an article that was a result of, um, well, a couple things. One, it was a collaboration with myself and a uh, teacher at a local high school, Morgan Trevathan. And we had a chance with her and Verge Cornelius. We had a, a, a grant, and we did some work. And what Morgan wanted to do was learn how to teach in groups. And so we did that and she learned how to teach. And so like basically the article is like the evolution of her. It was almost like a, an episode of road to better teaching where she kind of talks about her growth in learning how to teach with groups and our work together. So we got a chance to share that article. So I wanted to talk about that article. I thought it was pretty powerful. And so Jen came on and I kind of shared that article and, and Jen asked, she always asks great questions. So I was just happy for that conversation. Um, then we have, here at the University of Mississippi, we have uh, Dr. Stephanie Lusk and Dr. Mandy Perryman, who talked about this mental health, talked about mental health first aid. So they're offering a training on that. And it was like thinking about how do teachers learn how to provide mental health first aid to students, right? And thinking about, especially coming out of the pandemic and where, you know, students might be needing a little bit more support. But even without the pandemic, you know, people need help, right? And knowing that maybe a misbehavior is not actual misbehavior. It's just maybe a communication like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with something. You know, I'm struggling with this anxiety. I'm struggling with this loneliness. I'm struggling with this fear. And so um, they came on and talked about uh, mental health first aid. What is it? And then also some trainings that they're offering here through uh, uh, the University of Mississippi. Then I had a chance to, the next episode, 81, was Lessons from Camp with Dan Antoine, who is uh, head of programs at uh, Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp, which we are big fans, we're attendees, we're hopefully able to go this coming summer. Um, but we love camp, and like just thinking about the things that he does in working with young staff on kind of communicating the DNA and the culture of a place so that they can be a supportive participant and facilitator of people enjoying camp. Um, and so what got me thinking about that is like the lessons that I'm kind of teaching within my space of a teacher education program here at the University of Mississippi, thinking about, well, what is he doing at Ingamokaboji in helping you know, good campers become good camp counselors, where I'm helping, you know, usually here at the University of Mississippi, I'm helping good students become good teachers, right? Because a lot of times those teachers are the good students, right? And I remember that was one of the big lessons I had to learn is that, hey, I'm, I'm someone that enjoyed school, and so, but I'm not teaching people that are all just like me, right? And so same thing for a camp counselor, right? Is like that they're being a, they're going to, they're going to be a camp counselor for folks, for, for campers that weren't exactly like them. And so there's lessons to be learned there, right? And how do we help um, folks with those transitions? And how do we do that with excellence? And I had a great conversation with Dan on that. And then 
82, episode 82, we already kind of briefly talked about this, high-quality instructional materials with Christy Livingston. Again, she's pa- she was passionate about this. Uh, she's probably one of my number one listeners, and uh, she was very passionate about this topic, and we had a chance to talk about that and actually had a chance to have this ep- that episode shared more broadly here in the state of Mississippi through the Department of Education, which was great because we're trying to, they're trying to make some movements on the... Uh, the idea of high quality instructional materials and how do we get those in the hands of teachers so that they can focus in more on the teaching than on the designing of curriculum, which is two very different tasks, right? And so then, you know, there's a idea about focusing more energy on, on the teaching part than the designing part, right? Uh, so again, thankful for that conversation. And finally, the last episode of 2022 was uh, another conversation with my friend Shane Bean. Had a chance to talk with him during the pandemic, and so happy to have him on again. And we had a t- chance to talk about a book that we both love, which is Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success by uh, John Wooden and Jay uh, Cardi. And I don't know, it's one of those books that has stuck with me ever since we read it. And that was probably maybe, I don't know how long ago we read it, 15 years ago maybe. And so the ideas and the definitions and just the, you know, even just the definition of success that Wooden puts out there is like my definition of success. And so glad to again, share that book. So there we go. There's 18 episodes. That's 18 episodes. We've talked through them all. So in looking back at 2022, one thing I noticed is there wasn't forced episodes. Sometimes, you know, in the previous years again doing this for four years now there might have been episodes where i'm like well i read that book i gotta do an episode on it where i don't i didn't see that this this year um where most things were organic where one it was a, a desired episode like the one with rob hartville wanted to do that the one with uh dr david winsome schaefer about powerpoints that don't suck wanted to do that one for a long time and so got to get those on the books but then also other ones where I wanted to share someone's brilliance with others. So like Johnny Lott wanted to share that or Sarah Soonling Blackburn, you know, when someone's so passionate like Christy that says, Hey, you got to get her on and like, okay. And then she's on and like, Whoa, that was amazing. You know, so not forced, but taking advantage of opportunities to again, share someone's brilliance with others or, you know, or Jeff Wonko and, and how he wants to talk, how he likes to talk about puzzles and be like, Hey, would you be willing to share that with my audience? And, Nothing. My hope is that whoever comes on the podcast finds it as an enjoyable experience and also experience value. Like the conversation about learning how to teach better. Maybe they see a, a, a side of what they do uh, from our conversation that that adds value back into what they do. Like just the, the the questions that are asked or the perspective that I take hopefully adds value to that. And so, again, not forced. Hopefully we're finding value from both sides. It's a win-win around. And then also, too, that those that are listening to these episodes find value in them uh, as well. I know I'm growing as a teacher, as a teacher educator, uh, maybe even as a podcaster, and trying to think about, well, what's good value going forward? And so for 2023, I want to talk about well, basically, there's a book that kind of captures what I want to talk about, and it's called Impact with Integrity, Repair the World Without Breaking Yourself by Becky, Becky Margiota. Margiota. I kind of want to have Becky on to talk. But anyway, this that title, Impact with Integrity, 
repair the world without breaking yourself. So self-care, making a difference, keeping true to yourself, right? And thinking about who I am here is who I am in all spaces, right? Like that kind of captures what I want to do in 2023 is, is talk about those sorts of themes uh, over the course of the year. And so you're going to see, we're going to, you know, talk about some things like, for example, organizations, how they do things with excellence, right? Uh, and thinking about um, either mission and vision and how do you make that into action, right? And thinking about too, uh, doing those sorts of things, but in a space where if you are removed from that space, that everything that you did or believed in doesn't leave with you, right? Because we have, uh, you know, there's lots of transitions that happen. And so thinking about, well, what happens when I transition out of a space? Is some of the good stuff that I have done, does all that leave with me or does this, some of it remain? And how do we do that? Especially thinking about a teaching. Like I'm teaching teachers. My hope is that when teach you, those teachers leave my classroom, that they take a bit of me with them, right? And hopefully if, if I'm doing good things. So again, but doing it with sustainability. And so there's thinking about self-care and, and, and thinking about how do we do that in a, in healthy ways, right? So that's where we want to go with 2023. All right. That's enough for me. You're going to get some episodes. I got, there's going to be, there's some in the hopper already, and we're looking forward to starting off with a bang, even though we're, we're 12 days in. 12 days into uh, 2023, we're excited uh, for what this year has to offer, excited for what it has to offer to you, the listeners. Hopefully, if you are uh, wanting to interact, you can um, send something to the mailbag. Love that the mailbag exists, and hopefully we're getting people to take advantage of that. So if you're looking for episode uh, notes, well, one, if you're looking for all these episodes that I've talked about, you can just go into wherever you got this podcast. Just look back at the feed, and you can see the date that things are published, and you can find them. Find them all. They're all right there. Uh, we'll also put links to them in the show notes, and show notes for this episode can be found at amazonplant.com forward slash episode 84. And if you're again, if you're looking for ways to support the podcast, submit something to the mailbag. Question, comment, suggestion. As you can see, as you heard, uh, suggestions that have been given to me have been turned into podcast episodes. So I'm very thankful for those. And, and it helps make the podcast even better because it m- tailors it to things that people see and, uh, and uh, are experiencing out in the world. And we can bring those in and talk about them on the podcast. So you can send those suggestions or anything to the mailbag at joel at amadonplanet.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and review and share uh, this episode or any other episode that you've heard, uh, which will allow more people looking for similar content. That's a great way to support the podcast uh as always you can follow at amazon planet on instagram twitter linkedin or like the amazon planet facebook page uh, in addition you can subscribe to the amazon planet download containing teaching resources and updates from amazon planet and finally check out the amazon planet store amazon planet bookshop links are in the footer at amazonplanet.com where your purchases support the production costs of the podcast finally thank you for spending time on amazon planet thanks to matt mifflin for the music in this episode and finally thank you to all of you out there learning to teach better and be the good in the world by investing in the lives of others. This world is a better place because you have decided to use the gifts you've been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do. Peace. Peace.